Welcome to Local Only Cantina. Mixing it up with Brandon and Cherie. What's up, fam? We're back. Hello. So we say it again. <laughs> Episode eight. <laughs> she gave me a shit she, last time. Yeah, he's counting. Well, eventually it'll get so high that we'll lose count. But as of right now, I, I can count to eight. I still have... Well, you couldn't count to six, so... Well, shut up. <laughs> I was wrong once. I've, I've been wrong once before, you know. I thought yeah. that I was wrong, but I turned out to be right after all. Um, yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was, no. the, that was no. the, the one time I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, no. you've been wrong quite a few times. Uh, I don't know about that. Anyways, <laughs> we're back, and uh, we're going to we're gonna chat. We're going to have some fun. Okay. We're going to start with a drink like we always do. All right, so what's up? How you been? <laughs> no, you're gonna start with two drinks. You're gonna yeah. chase your drink with your drink. Yeah, I had to chase it. We got a little tropical thing. So when we lived in Hawaii, we were drinking like vodka crayons nonstop. And uh, actually, I would to... do the vodka pineapple because well, that's what this is Hawaii. too. There's pineapple in it too. So we got a yep. vodka crayon pineapple. Yeah, it's so hot there that you just actually come home from work, and I'm not one that I usually drink after work. I usually just come home and do the usual mom stuff. But in Hawaii, it's vacation nonstop. <laughs> it was hot even after work. So it's hot, vacay over there, right? Yeah, like I just I'd go and have a drink, and it it wouldn't even give me a buzz. I just like the flavor of the pineapple and oh, the relaxation. You got a buzz sometimes. Don't act like you didn't get a buzz. Not really. Hawaii was dope, right? So we had. So in Hawaii, there's really no, like, I mean, of course there's weekends, right? I mean, they still have a cal- calendar and everything like that, right? But they just nobody live, lives like that. Yeah, they live life differently. They don't work 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. At least most of the people on the island Well, don't. because it's all hospitality, tourism type stuff. And so yep. your days off are not really weekends ever. So you have, like, your own, like, my day, days off, I had, like, a thing I had Sunday off and, like, friggin tuesday off or something like that right but and then she had opposite days off or not opposite but separate days off and so sometimes we would land on the same day off and that was rad because the kids were at school because it was a weekday true and we go to the beach by ourselves and hang out but yeah there's something kind of beautiful about that actually as parents like i think if we could do something different in this world that we live in make sure our days off or when our kids are at school no i mean like, wait <laughs> right? for it wait for, wait it. for, wait for it. it okay all right <laughs> i think we should work monday through thursday so that we can have a day off when our kids are at school we'll so... make them go to school five days a week and we only work four days a week um, that's your plan no because i do like to have at least two days in the weekend with my kids. Well, I know. I'm saying you're saying that we work Monday through Thursday. We yeah. work four days. Mm-hmm. Yet they have still have school five oh, days yeah. a week, Sorry, and then yeah. we get to hang out. I with bet them you're on saying let's just have them go an extra day. Weekends. Sorry, I missed what you said. I was anyway, like, that's rude. <laughs> what I was getting at before. That's not a bad plan, actually. But no, I think it actually, especially for moms, because the thing that I loved about that schedule <laughs> is I had five days, or I had Friday off, right? And my kids were at school and I got to have a day where I could like replenish myself and have like 
just a selfish date. Yeah, for and real. So I think that everybody needs that. I thought it was rad when like our days like matched up where we did have a day off at the same time. The kids were at school. We could do the beach by ourselves, but also freaking loved like when even you were at work too. Yeah, no, And I, I w- woke up, it was like a Tuesday. The kids mm-hmm. were at school, Sharia was at work and I'm like in Hawaii by myself. <laughs> It was kind of rad, actually. Go down to the beach, pop by myself, meet up with a friend, poke, whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome to be able to have that day for yourself. So we don't have have that anymore, but we can still drink vodka crayons with pineapple in them and pretend. But um, that was totally not what we were going to talk about at all. Well, we got to mention Hawaii here and there just because yeah. I miss it a lot. I've been missing it a lot lately. It was dope. It was I just dope. got a oh. reminder this like a couple days ago that yeah. it was when we first moved out there. Speaking of so. when we first moved out there, let us tell you a crazy ass story. Ready? You don't know what I'm about to say. I don't. <laughs> so we live in Stansbury Park, Utah, a little town, twenty minutes west of Salt Lake. And we lived here, we lived in this town before we moved there as well. Mm-hmm. So we sold our house in Stansbury, we sold everything we owned, we jumped on a plane with just a few boxes and we went. We already talked about that. So at first we lived in like an Airbnb, then we lived in an, uh, another Airbnb, and then we found a house to rent. We moved into this house and then school starts. And Shree and I are walking our kids to school and out comes this, the girl next door and she says, hey, I wanted to come say hi to you guys, but your landlord's been around and we don't really love the guys, so we've been waiting. But we wanted to come say hi. And then as we were like talk, talk, talking, she goes, you really look familiar. Do we know you guys? No, she's like, I know you, is what oh, she said. Yeah. She said, I know and I, you, and she and, pointed at me, and I and was I'm like, like, I don't think uh, so. No. <laughs> and she's like, are you from Tooele in Utah? And I'm like... And I'm like, no, we don't claim Tooele. <laughs> We're from Stansbury Park, but which is Tooele County. If anybody ever says Tooele and is not from Tooele and they or know how from to say this it. area, and they know how to say it, you know that they're saying yeah. the truth because yeah. nobody knows how to say it unless you actually yeah. lived in utah so turns out that we did actually know them kind of yeah. we had actually had them over to our house yeah so when brandon <laughs> so they, and i so they, they moved to hawaii from stansbury as well yeah so when brandon and i first left the lds religion it was really hard because what happens, especially if you study your way out of religion, is people don't want you to be around anymore because you. it's kind of like you're a virus because they don't want you to spread what information you have Disinformation. to other people. You guys know about that. Or anti, anti-Mormon is what they yeah, call it. There's, lots of, there's stuff, lots of right? disinformation talk. So a lot of friends just kind of separated themselves from us. And we really didn't have anybody in like a lot of family. There was something like hard things there. And so we felt very alone. And so... Because I'm the type of person I am, I love getting people together. I love having gatherings. And one thing that I always wanted was to have like neighborhood barbecues and get to know my neighbors. And so having to start brand new, we were in this new community where everybody had just moved into this area. I just decided that I was going to start having like getting to know people and 
we did, you did like a wine mixer. We started a Facebook group called the Stansbury Park Wine Mixer. Yeah. So after starting that, then we just started inviting people from our area to come over and hang out. Turns out we sold our house. We moved 3,000 miles across an ocean to a rock and we ended up moving next door to people who had come to the Stansbury Park wine mixer at, <laughs> at our house. Yeah. So kind of crazy. So we had built-in friends. Right built-in friends. Start it was dope, right? So not only was, was it cool that we had met them before, but they turned out to be rad, right? Like some some of our very best friends. Yeah, and they and, had kids the same ages yeah. pretty much as our kids. And so we, it was super easy. The last two years since we moved back to Utah, we've still gone out to see them. Yeah, uh, they're their family. birthday, right? But what we would do, though, is this, right? Like, this is why I bring this up, because we don't, like, we work weird days and everything like that. There's We never have the same t- days off for the most part. Mm-hmm. When I would come home from work at night, it was damn near a guarantee that Sheree would be in their backyard around the fi- fire looking at the stars with them. Stars in Hawaii are amazing. Off the hook, right? Yeah. Like, the Milky Way, like, clear as day. Yeah. And then when... I would be off, and Sheree would come home from work. Same thing. We'd always be over there. Like, and then like the days that I had off, I'd wake up and I'd wander outside, and I, I could like smell bacon. And Adele was like in the backyard making bacon because you have to cook outside there. It's too goddamn yeah, hot. Nobody to cook cooks inside, inside yeah. their house in Hawaii. Yeah, so you all got unless you to have, like unless you're really rich and you have air conditioning, then you, you might cook be, inside. Yeah, you <laughs> really rich to have that. Um, but no, but 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 it was rad. So I'm just saying, like, it was cool. This just reminded me of that, and that was like a nine almost 10 minute long sidetrack story there but that's cool though yeah it's okay i like to reminisce about yeah it's part of our story right yeah we totally miss those guys actually um yeah so let's talk shree and i had a bitchin date night this week yep it was really fun it was fun so it did not happen on wednesday like usual right and here's the thing like so we always like have our date night like wednesday night and part of what you're going to get from this is like we find it like super important to have date nights. Ours is Wednesday. It kind of breaks up the week. We get to like kind of like get away from the kids in the middle of the week and do our own thing one night. Um, but it can be flexible, right? So we had something else come come up on Wednesday. So we went out on Tuesday instead. Sheree sent me a text as it works. She's like, hey, can we um, change date night this week because of this thing? And I said, sure, we'll do it tonight. Dress sexy. And she said, what do you mean sexy? I said, wear something sexy on top. Wear something sexy underneath. Dress sexy, right? She didn't know what the hell, right? I kind of had an idea where yeah. he was going with that. But just because fun. we've done it before. Yeah. But we kind of did it because we fun. had a reason to do it before. Yeah. But this time was just kind of... It's fun. Date nights, Silly. date nights don't have to be expensive. In fact, um, so I posted a couple of pictures. So we have a brand new Facebook group that maybe if you're interested, you could join. Um, locals only can. Tina Facebook group. And what we want to do with that is just have couples join and share their experiences. We'll share ours. Yeah, share we'll have pictures from your dates that you go yeah. on. We want to see what you guys are doing. Yeah. And also... 
like any funny things in your relationship like we just want to hear from you guys yeah. and be a little bit more connected yeah so. so we can all like discuss right like we've had a page for the last few weeks as we began this whole thing but the page we only get to talk but i want like you guys to to talk and share yeah, too and so, i know a lot of you guys out there have a lot of the same experiences as us especially with separating ourselves from the lds religion i know just because i've had a few people reach out to me and tell me their stories of things that they've gone through and I think it's just a great way for you guys to like have somebody to talk to about that like have a support system and have a community and and not only about that but to take your relationship to another level and become friends with us yeah it'll be cool so what we did that night though so I got home and uh Shri was like getting ready, dressed, and everything like that. And she's like, Hey, well, where are we gonna go? I said, Well, you're gonna drive the truck. We got this O2 Silverado, six inch lift, big, huge thing. And uh, I said, You're gonna drive the truck. I'm gonna ride a m- motorcycle. You're gonna follow me. He rode my motorcycle. I rode hers this time because last time we did this, we did this on mine, but this time we did hers. So we rode out to the desert, found a dirt road rode out and drove out to a place where there were no other people and uh we took some rad pictures right so sheree was the model and the truck and the bike were the were the props and it was super sexy and it was super fun yeah it's kind of just fun to go out and do it and kind of know that your partner is just kind of in love with like with you and in love with the moment of like seeing you sexy and it's kind of awesome as a woman to be able to dress up sexy and have a reason to do it and actually have some pictures taken because I don't think we really value ourselves as women as much as we should and the beauty that we have because we don't really see ourselves the way that other people see us and especially when your partner can see you in a different way and photograph that for you yeah and it was awesome I do feel like, too, like, we sort of live in a day where, like, not all women, but some women, like, feel like that's, like, frowned upon, too, right? Like, the fact that they should be sexy. And I'm sorry, like, I'm going to keep this real in a marriage. Like, we should keep it sexy. Whether that's politically correct or not, I'm going to, like, stand with that one, right? Well, here's the thing. Like, when you're younger and you were, like, dating and you were trying to find your other half... You were younger, so you might have felt a little bit sexier. You might have felt better about your body. But as years go by and you're getting older, all of a sudden, like, you forget that you still can be sexy. You forget that you can still have those moments where you can, like, make your partner look at you and be like, wow. Like, and those are the fun moments, you know, being able to dress up and just be that sexy you. And it's all about how it makes you feel inside you don't you shouldn't go and try to be sexy if it's something that somebody's forcing on you for sure like that's a a negative thing right but if if you in your heart if you the way that you feel as a woman and you want to feel that way and you it makes you feel good to be sexy hell yeah you should go out and feel sexy so actually we're gonna do a little bit of this like on the spot right here Uh Because that's like, I actually, I agree with what you said, but sometimes though, like with us, maybe I help push the envelope sometimes though, right? And that's not necessarily like a bad thing. 
I don't think, at least. Well, if you push the envelope to where it makes me feel uncomfortable and out of my own skin, then that's a bad thing. Right. I mean, you can't, like, force somebody to do something, right? Some people do. Some some do. But I guess my point is that sometimes in a relationship as a couple, it's kind of okay to, like, push the envelope just a tad, right? Because, like, like, I push Sheree and she, like, reins me in, right? So, like, there's, like, give and take there. I don't know exactly what the right answer is for this. Like, I'm just <laughs> opening this up for discussion right now. Yeah, so I think, I mean, one of the things that I, I actually do love about Brandon is that he kind of brings my wild side out of me a little bit because I am a little bit more on the reserve side. Like, the fact that we did these pictures and then he wants to come and post those pictures on social media. And for me, that's not really in my comfort will. Like, I'll say, like, it, it's a little bit, because, one, I don't really love to see myself, like, out there for everybody to see, but two, like, I just grew up with such a, a, a different background than we the way we live our lives now, and so it's just a little bit uncomfortable for me, but I know that, like, you are proud and you love the well, way that I look. I actually so... see, see it, like, I actually see it as, like, artwork. Yeah. Right? Like, I see it as art, and I don't... I find nothing wrong with the human Like the piece of art that body. we have back here that people probably don't notice that it's me without any clothes on. Whoops, well, should I say that up? Now you brought it up. <laughs> now we all know there's a naked picture of Shri right there, right? Right there. Um, Shri actually gave me that for... Was it my birthday or Christmas or Father's Day or something? something like that. Something I think like it was that. birthday, maybe. Okay, well, now we got to show it. Oh, well, people can... Well, see it from they're there. not going to see it from there. You're going to have to, if I'm going to show this, but you have to go on YouTube and you have to like and subscribe. <laughs> wow. Let's just put it back on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, it's hard to tell exactly what it is, but that's what I mean. It's like this cool piece of like artwork, right? It's got this guitar that I used to own in front of her and everything, but Sheree made that for me. We went down to the basement one time and she had had this like background set up and everything and we took a bunch of cool pictures and that was one of them right so that's the thing we like to do right um keeping it sexy keeping it keep it sexy keep it fun and um i see nothing wrong with it at all no i i don't see anything wrong with it i i'm just saying that for me and my background and everything it's it is a little easy for me but that has to do with what we've talked about with being raised the way that we were, though. Yeah. Right. In fact, I did post a couple pictures. And believe it or not, those who have seen the pictures, they were some of the tamer ones. But I, it still ruffled some feathers. But here's the thing, right? I know that my family sees my Instagram. I know that my kids see my Instagram. But I'm also, but I also know that I was raised in a way where bodies were shameful, sex was shameful, um, and I'm just not willing to raise my family like that, right? I want my kids to know that I'm attracted to their mom and she's attracted to me, and sex is normal, and bodies are beautiful; they're not shameful. And I mean, my kids, let's be real; like they've gone to the beach with us, right? There's nothing that I posted from that those pictures that they haven't seen at the beach. Right. Yeah. I would take a picture at the beach and nobody would think it's weird, but because it's in the Utah desert and we did did it like 
on Cause purpose. Because I, I was wearing heels. Because you were wearing heels. You slut. <laughs> wearing heels. That's why. Because all of a sudden <laughs> hey, you look like a stripper. Hey. No, but for real, like, I don't see the difference, right? Like, it's, it's no different for, for, for me. Um, so it ruffled some fe- fe- feathers I have heard from somebody. And it's like, you know what? I'm sorry, but that's like, I'm okay with that, right? Like, because my kids know that I love their mom and I'm attracted to their mom and that we have a good son. Our kids are quite literally a result of sex, right? Like, I don't think, I think it's very strange that we want to like hide that from them all, all, all the time. Well, I think it's more in the place of being able to have a sex positive. Positive, right? feeling or a relationship which is opposite of the way that we were raised yeah so like for me like i have two daughters and one son and i don't really necessarily i'm not like oh my kids should see this picture but i want them to realize that their bodies are beautiful and i want my daughters when they are with their significant other one day to realize that having that type of a relationship is important and being able to want to be together and desire each other day after day and to not feel like that's a negative thing and the way that we grew up it was very negative like like your body like we talked about this i think two episodes ago where we talked about how women are made to feel like it's their fault Men are going to be attracted to women whether we wear tank tops or short skirts or tight clothing or regular clothes. They are going to be attracted to us. They might be a little more attracted because they are very visual creatures. But we I don't want my kids to ever think that they're the result of that. That's just the way that men are made up. Men are made that way genetically. They will be that way. And I don't want my my daughters to feel like they're the like result of their actions. Not naive to that and think that like yeah, like we were taught that if a guy was attracted to the girl, it was her fault because of the way she dressed, right? Like, yeah, it's just it's just an odd it's just an odd thing to me. I was taught that as a kid. Now I just like I have a hard time freaking understanding it. I I, I think it's stupid, right? So. I did receive a phone call. It did ruffle some feathers, and I just basically said, listen, this is the way that I raised my family. I know my kids see my Instagram. I want them to feel good about their bodies. I don't want them to feel shameful like we were meant to be raised. And, uh, you know, that's all, that's how it goes. I don't know what else to tell you, you know. And well, I think fine. it's very important as women to understand that that we're not – that our, our sexuality, the way that we feel about our bodies is our own personal thing. Like this is like, and we should own that, right? And if you are with somebody that is abusive or forcing you to do anything in any way, not a good thing. But that's the whole part of owning your beauty, owning your, owning the sexual side of yourself. And I think that we don't talk a lot about that as women because we're like, especially right now, it's like putting like putting women down for being sexy. Like, what was it like the Super Bowl or something that everybody was talking about J Lo and like the way that she was dancing and dressing and everything? And it's like everybody like lost their minds, and it was like, you, you know, know who what? loses their minds? The Karens that are like sixty pounds <laughs> overweight and 
they hate the fact that she's 50 something years old and still a smoke show like i'm i'm sorry Let, let's be real that's the case yeah but we should for the just most part. but here's a woman like take her for example here's a woman who owns her sexuality she understands that her beauty adds to her life for herself she's not doing it for anybody else and for you guys maybe her ratings go up maybe she does a little bit for that but I she's, think she gained some fans. Yeah, well, but real. but the thing but is about JLo is she is so confident with her sexuality and who she is. And I think that that is the most beautiful thing that a woman can have is but being able to like, be comfortable with Sex that. is like quite literally as normal as like breathing oxygen, right? Like yeah. how do we demonize this thing that if we didn't do it, the world would like the human race would cease to exist. Yeah. Like we demonize this thing. And you know what demonizes that thing? Religion does. It was never a thing until Christianity came about and made it a thing. Right? It's as normal as breathing oxygen. Yeah. I mean, even animals who don't really know what they're thinking know how to do that right <laughs> they do it to trees for fuck's sake we have dogs right i know like we have dogs they they hump trees even, now, even the like the chick dogs do the female dogs like they they don't even know what they're doing they just they just do the thing like the dudes do and it's just a human it's a natural animalistic thing right yeah we were talking about so i was watching this video the other or actually about a month ago and so let's have this discussion okay all right you and i kind of talked about this before but maybe let's like go into this so i was actually doing a little bit of research for another podcast that i was doing and i was seeing where the institution of marriage came about and whether people think it's a good thing nowadays or not and one of the videos that I had watched was like taking it back to the very start of humanity, right? And how relationships were treated back then. And it's very interesting because they were talking about whether like people stay in a relationship, why they stay in a relationship like back in the day before we became like we've before we got to like suburbs and stuff, right? So like back in the day, um, Oh my gosh, why can't I think of the name? What are their names? Adam and Eve? Bonobos. What are they called? Who? Bonobos? The chi- <laughs> like bonobos and chimps, the, the yeah. monkeys? Like they like they <laughs> were they took it back that far, yeah. right? Well, you sort of have to because that's the yeah. thing, right? Okay. So they were taking it back that far. The and they reason were... they do though is this, right? Like keep don't lose your train of thought, but bonobos and chimps are the closest in DNA to us. And they're very opposite. Bonobos are very loving and they like they solve their issues with sex and chimps are very violent and human beings like have both those traits right and so we're closer to bonobos and chimps than the African elephant is to the Asian elephant interesting we're super close like damn near the same almost right we're just yeah so the interesting thing that they were talking about is they would actually stay in a relationship, have a family, and then once the kids were grown and could eventually take care of themselves, either the man or the woman in the relationship would just leave. They'd just be like, peace out, I'm done, I did my work here, and they'd go find a new partner to have another family with. And they would do this over and over again. 
until it came to a point where like people it went to through hunting and then it went through like the stages of doing farm type like the hunting hunting and gathering stage right and when they started gathering their seeds and planting farms and stuff like that that's when the institution of families actually started to stay together is what they were saying in this video that i was watching and that was due to actually the work that needed to be done on the farm and and all the work there right and so it's very intriguing to think that that's where our family dynamic came from and then like religion came in and like changed everything right but trying to think of where i was going with that <laughs> actually sure. no i think that sure. i think the most beautiful thing about it though is the way that our world evolves and the relationships that we have in our family like we can choose the right path for our families and like if you look at our situation and us saying oh we want our kids to be more sex positive then you might think of us as being bad parents but it's our own way of being able to teach our children to live a healthier life because if we think that sex is never going to be a topic if we think that they're not going to go on a date and they're going to have somebody who wants to have sex then we're going to be crazy I mean, how many, I went on so many dates where guys tried to have sex with me and I wasn't prepared in those moments. You wouldn't have been prepared. And you know what? Like the thing is if the guys, I don't know about the guys you're talking about, but I do know like in my own experiences and my friends' experiences is you might be a member of this church. You might be trying to be good. You might be like, okay, I'm not going to have sex before marriage, but you get yourself in a situation and because you didn't plan on it, guess what you didn't bring with you? Any sort of protection, right? <laughs> and people still do it. Yeah. And so religious people get freaking knocked up all the damn time because they didn't go on a date preparing to maybe, maybe get some. Yeah. So they didn't bring their contraceptives with them. Yeah. And then they end up just doing it anyways because your hormones are out of fucking control. And I had three you do dumb things. of six close friends growing up that before we went to college were pregnant. And had that's somebody half of my and friends. Half, and had somebody <laughs> that's half of your friends. Shreel, At that age. Shri only had six friends for whole uh, life. I mean of growing up, like girls that I grew up with, three like half of them ended I'm up. Hot. I'm gonna ditch this out. <laughs> we can't have the AC on in here because it's like loud on the microphones. So it gets warm while we do these things. No, but for real, like that's a thing. Like that was a thing for real, um, because you're taught it's like the worst thing ever. Well, it's you don't, just abstinence. You don't abstinence go on, that's taught you, over and over. You don't again. go on a date prepared, and so when people make what they want to call a mistake, right? They fall to temptation. Their their bodily feelings. <laughs> you know, Shri's dad used to have a talk with her about boys and their feelings. Yeah. When I was 18. That that was the sex talk. <laughs> Let's hear about this. Oh, this was a fun one. I'm sorry, Dad. I love you. But um, <laughs> I was 18 and my... I think this was after... No, I was 17 at the time. But I had... My parents weren't home. I'd had a boy over to the house. And he wanted to see my bedroom. And I was like... What? I'm like, no, you're not going to see my bedroom. It's off limits. Like, my parents told me, no. Like, you, you can't come. No, I'm good. Okay. And I'm going to have one. 
<laughs> and so anyway, like he asked me where my room was and I explained to him where it was. So he like bolted down to where my room was to check it out. And I, so I had to like go after him and he thought he was funny. Like he just went into my room. And so we were just, were talking in my room for a little bit. And then my parents came home, of course. And Busted. Yeah. So then he kind of quickly left. He was terrified of my dad. Like, most people I think were because yeah but <laughs> anyway so the very like the very next day or, or two days afterwards my dad comes down and, and sits down with me on my bed and he says Shree guys they have these feelings girls don't have these <laughs> just the dudes do. and I'm just like is this happening is this really really happening like when you're 17, you've kind of, like, figured it out by then. At least, like, if you're dating, you've kind of figured out that guys have feelings for girls, right? Like, they just... <laughs> but same with girls, what? right? Who says these things? Yeah. Isn't this amazing? Like, for those of you that don't understand where we came from, right? Like, this sounds so stupid, right? Like, but... I think there's more people that understand it than we think because I think there's well, more religions probably, yeah. out there that have kind of similar things. Probably. I have, But everybody listening probably understands mom, it because they probably came from that same background. My mom tried to give me the sex talk when I was 18 also. You were, did you say you were 17? I think it was 17. I was 18. And so I stuttered really bad when I was a kid. Um, like way worse than I do now. Um Nowadays, it, like, comes and goes, right? Like, the last podcast we did, I, I found it somewhat painful to listen to. For those of you that listened and still thought it was cool, you're you're dope. I love you guys. Um, but it was a little bit painful for me because I had a r- r- really hard time. But um, it was really bad when I was a kid, man. I couldn't even string, like, two or three words together. So I was really shy. Plus, I was fat, right? So I thought, I'm fat. I can't talk. Who's going to want to date date me? So I didn't date at all. I was really shy. Um, But I lost all my weight and I started to get a little bit more confident about senior year. And so I finally got a girl that I was interested in and trying to date and everything like that. And I went on a date with her. I was 18 years old. I had just graduated high school. And my mom's like, well, hey, we're going to have this talk. And I, I just laughed at her and I said, mom, you're like way too late for this one. Right. You know, like. Maybe, maybe I didn't have experience dating, but I was still 18 years old and I like knew some stuff, right? Like I wasn't going to like have this discussion with my mom. My dad n- never had this talk with me ever, but still at 18 years old, I just laughed. I'm like, yeah, we're... That is interesting that it was your mom that gave you the talk and not your dad. Yeah, he, he never did. I don't know. Like the thing was, it never really like was an issue because I didn't really date much right and then I think by the time I was 18 maybe my mom probably told my dad hey you need to talk to Brandon he's (laughs) like like, no he's like he's he's 18 years old we're not gonna like have this discussion now right you know so that's funny so here's the thing that is kind of cool about where our journey in our life has taken us is that we're 
going down a different path where we've set up the value system for our family, where we decided what is right and wrong for our family. We don't have anyone telling us. We just have to lean on Uh, our own experiences. Sometimes we have people telling us. (laughs) We have people telling us, but... But we can also tell them thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, but... But here's the thing is we all have these life experiences and if we constantly have all of our values set on what somebody else believes is right for us, then we can't learn and grow. And the great things about being human is the fact that we learn and we teach and we grow. That's what makes us, separates us from all other mammals on the earth is that we can learn from our past generations and then we pass like what we learned on to our next generation and I think that that actually stops that growth when we keep a lot of those traditions and values going that maybe are not right or you know the cool thing about it is that we as parents get to decide what is right and and it wanting it for good reasons i mean there are some parents out there that probably don't make the best choices so i understand why people feel like there needs to be some system that we need to follow but you know what the cool thing is is being able to see your kids grow and and know that the values that you've taught them are real and true because of the experiences that you've had And you see them grow in a different way than you grew. So values though, like we say that and that's like, that's defined so differently by like so many people. Yeah, but that's what I think is so beautiful about it. And I think that's what made us as a humanity grow in the right direction. That's what we talked about. Was it the last one where we were like, we left the church and all of a sudden we're like, well, we can like determine our own moral code, right? Yeah. So that's where we are. That's where we find ourselves. And like after this date night we had and after like a picture that I shared on Instagram that somebody found, she isn't, it's not offensive. Like she's, this person was like, she's beautiful and everything, but she was embarrassed because people might see this thing. Right. And I'm just like, it's nothing different than you see at the beach. Right. But it's a value system. Right. Our kids, we want to teach that. Now, we lived in Hawaii, and I remember we actually had this discussion because everybody wears thong bikinis there. Yeah, even young girls. Shri was like, Brandon, what are we going to do when our girls want to wear thong bikinis? (laughs) And I'm like we're in Hawaii like I mean yeah it was a pretty normal right yeah, like, it was a pretty normal thing over there super normal yeah I mean most of the time I think it was really hard for me actually having that culture shock but that's why we moved to Hawaii is because I wanted to get my kids away from the culture here in Utah and I wanted them to be able to grow up in an area where they didn't have to worry about their friends not being able to hang out with them because they didn't go to church. Let me like tell that. you about a really ridiculous culture shock experience that I had to have. The, this is freaking stupid. I'm going to say it right out front. I understand. Those of you that don't understand, you're going to think it was insane. I agree he with you. scares me when he says these I types of things. I agree with you. <laughs> it does sound insane, right? So in... The Mormon church where, where we were raised. I just got to put that hat there. I just keep playing with the damn thing. Um, it's sweaty. It's hot in here. You going to put that on your head? Okay. All right. So um, there you go. So sideways. That's good. 
So in the Mormon church, when you go through the temple, you receive what's called a temple garment. And it's meant to keep you safe, they say, right? And there's all these weird stories that you hear, like... If your house burns down, yeah. every part of you will burn up except for what you're <laughs> Like, your house burns down. I, I never heard that story, but I did hear the story about the fighter yeah, that's pilot. Yeah, I'm mixing it up. That he crashed and burned, and, every, and everything burned up except for his torso or his, like, garments covered. And I thought, that sounds like... Like, the dude was like... He was like, I just imagined he was a dude from like Monty Python, the Black Knight, where his yeah. arms and legs are all ch- chopped off. He's like, it's just a flesh it's wound. It's just a flesh wound. I'm fine, right? <laughs> um, but you're taught that they're going to keep you safe, right? Now, when we first left the church and I took them off and I threw them away, admittedly, like the first scary. while, like you leave the house and you're thinking, holy shit, I might fucking die because I don't have these things on, right? Yeah. But the here's the point that I'm trying to get get at is I went to Disneyland one time with my f- family. And in the Mormon church, you're sort of led to believe that the only people that know how to be good parents are Mormons. Yeah, you have all these stories, especially I think your parents. Everyone else are awful, <laughs> right? Your Except parents for us. will always remind shit. you of all of your family members that might not. I shouldn't say that. Now, I was having <laughs> my faith crisis at the time before Sheree knew it. This was my own thing right now. Like, I hadn't told Sheree yet where I was. But I remember looking around and I'm thinking, probably like 98% of these people are not Mormon families. And all of them, without exception, the parents are there in Disneyland. They're paying all sorts of money for the kids to go have fun. They're trying to have the... Show their kids this great time. Every race, every religion, every whatever. And it was like this weird like aha moment for me that like, holy shit. Other people besides LDS people really are good parents also. Again, I understand how stupid that sounds. It It's crazy. And it actually was after we left the church because I, I remember. She told me not to kick the mic and I accidentally just did it. Stop touching it. Stop touching it. No touchy touchy. <laughs> no, because that trip was actually a monumental moment for me because it was the first time I'd ever gone on vacation and I wore a tank top and short shorts. You and did that time? Yeah. That oh, was... so maybe I'm misremembering. I had told you at this point about my faith crisis. Yeah, we had already left the church. It was brand new uh, though because it was our first trip that we went on. Talking over... about the same one? Yeah. Are we? Okay. Well, it's been several years. I, I might be misremembering to a degree. No, I just think, I, I just wanted to say that because I think that your mind was already thinking, because I was in the same boat and mm. I was thinking, how do we live this life and still be good parents? Because you really have this weird crisis in your own head. It's There's just the trauma that you have to deprogram <laughs> yourself from because yeah. you really truly believe that there's no way that you can be as good of parents without, without the somebody else teaching your kids morals, yeah. right? So that, like, actually, when we left, this discussion is not going where we planned at all. <laughs> but it's interesting. So when yeah. we left the church, we thought, we did think at the time, we thought, well, we still need to have re- religion in our kids' lives. So we thought it made sense to have, like, maybe go to, like, a non-denominational church. 
Because we thought non-denominational means that it's just like... You go and you still have God in your life. Go with the flow, you know, like we might be a little bit different, but it's okay. So we actually tried like two or three different churches. One I thought was pretty, pretty cool because it had a band. Yeah, but then their kids' area had like a thousand kids with no organization <laughs> at all. Like, and the I'm band like, was I'm cool. not sending my kids to that place ever again. <laughs> like, and then you did the whole hallelujah yeah. up in the air. The band was cool was... because because I play right, but then like the people doing this and yeah, like, it was Jesus it was it was crazy. It was a crazy was, different experience. It was way more fun <laughs> it was than our way church. Way more fun than our church. Way more fun than than, than ours. And if I could but allow my still... kids to go get lost in a sea of a thousand kids, yeah. then maybe we could. But <laughs> but it was still like goofy, right? Was that the one though, where the people invite us out to eat no, afterwards? It was a different one. Different one, huh? So yeah. there was that one, and then there was. Uh, uh, another one and then there was these people that asked us to go eat afterwards went to lunch right and remember the dude sound exactly like Ray Romano yeah exactly yeah and the whole time because we used to watch that show well at the time too so it was on our mind anyway we talked about that in our last episode so I'm very familiar with Ray and his voice, and this dude sounded just like Ray. And he's the and mammoth on, um, <laughs> what's it called? That cartoon, the thing, what's it called? With the dinosaurs yeah. and the mammoth, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so we went Ice to age. lunch with them. Ice Age. Ice Age, yeah. So we went to lunch with them afterwards, and they were just trying to convince us that we need to be baptized. And I'm yeah, like, they were trying to get us baptized and I'm again. I'm like, well, and- hold on a second. You're a non-denominational Christian church. We've already been baptized, so I don't understand the need to get baptized again. Long story short, we decided it just was like more of the same, right? Yeah. So. Well, you you just go through this period where you want to have something that's familiar, right? You want that community. You still want God in your life. But I think the hardest thing through it all and we have so much of that story and how we got to that place that we need to get into in later episodes, but because um, it was probably the most traumatic thing we've ever been through in our life. We've been through a few of them, but um, the crazy thing is, is like you still feel like you have a need for something to replay, be replaced, right? When you leave a religion. And so we were trying to replace it. Leave the void, it. right? You yeah, want to like, like, fill the void. Yeah, and... We wanted to give our kids like the best life and have God in it. But then we realized it's it's such a mind game because when you're so taught from a young age that your God is the only God, the only true God, and then you go to other churches, it already places doubt in your mind that God yeah. even exists. And it was a crazy mind game that we were playing. And the crazy thing was... And I'll probably mention it again when we tell our story about leaving the church, but but I remember Brandon saying one thing to me when we went to these other churches, and and I just felt so lost. Actually, when we went to go see these other churches, we hadn't really left the church yet, and I decided I needed to go back to the LDS church because while we were teaching at the time, <laughs> I was a, I was a young women's leader, and he I was, was a precinct teacher yeah so we were actually teaching our classes that we had to go back to after going to these other churches because we were so feeling so lost and and brandon comes to me and he says 
I want you to notice the difference between these churches and the LDS church. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I will, I can almost guarantee that they will not mention God or Christ, Christ. really. Christ, <laughs> Christ, Christ specifically. Yeah, Jesus. Christ. They will not mention Christ as many times as they mention the prophets of old. And I was mm. like, I'm like, okay, this, whatever. <laughs> this was a monumental day in our life, actually. This yeah. was like the day. Yeah. This was the last the, time I went to church. The day. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. They do not talk about the prophets more than they talk about Christ. And so I went in it. We, we went to both. We went to the, the whatever is called the, the new age or whatever, what, whatever it's called the other church first. Then we went to our yeah. church afterwards. So in that church, they were talking about Christ and like, it was all Christ. It was all Jesus about is. Christ. Jesus right? Is. People yeah. are like, Praise Jesus, and they're playing the band, and there's rock music and fucking drums and guitar, and they're raising their hands and everything, and it was all Jesus, this, Jesus, that. Then we left that, and that, admittedly, that's a little bit weird too. All this stuff, right? Because we're but, not used to it. Yeah, it may be normal for you, so yeah, stop touching. The I'm mic. touching the mic again, but <laughs> and then we left that, went back to our church, and this was her experience after that. Yeah. So after he said that to me, we walked in, and that was loud. yeah. We walked in and we went to the first meeting was a, I think it was a combined meeting, right? Probably. And they were talking about, no, it was just, it was for women. It was Relief Society. Relief Society. And the whole thing that they were teaching was how President Snow had gone. I think it was President Snow. You remember specifically? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty sure this like, is accurate. I could be wrong, though. I'm not going to. Cement it into your brain. Because <laughs> this is what I remember. But I could be wrong. So I'm leaving that little space of being wrong about well, this. It was one of the Nobody's ever going to prove you wrong because nobody <laughs> took records of it that day, Somebody so. might. I want somebody to prove me wrong. Stand your ground, for hell's sake. Anyway, so I think it was Snow. And they were talking about how... He was sent down to St. George area where the the <laughs> members were not being very faithful and not giving money to the church. They didn't want to give their money to Those the church to build bastards. this <laughs> to build the temple down there. And so Snow, President Snow went down to like president of the church. So we had like presidents, uh it's kinda like popes, like presidents or popes kinda for the LDS church. The prophet. Yeah, so they're the prophet, right? So they sent. So he went down there to give a talk to the all the people in Saint George and to talk them into giving money so that they could build this temple, right? And telling them that they needed to sacrifice because God was going to give them all these blessings and everything. And I'm just thinking, they're just glorifying this man for going down and doing his sales job to get them to like pay money so like, that they can build this building for free. And I'm I like, like, not once told did they me about like multiple wives and stuff though, too, that day. Was I wrong? In no, that? that's a different oh, thing. Okay. But, um, no. So we're listening to this talk and I'm just thinking like, why is it that we are taught a lesson in how we need to follow exactly what the prophet says and follow giving money to a church to build more churches when these families were suffering. That's why they couldn't actually afford to like give money to the right. church. Totally. They lived in an area where they didn't even have like a whole lot of water to yeah. to build to make to get their crops going and yeah. stuff like that. 
and he was able to talk them into giving them his money and and we were glorifying him in that act and i'm just thinking did we think about all those people that here's were suffering thing, like, <laughs> here's the thing like i was never i don't think i was built for this okay so i did serve a mission and i and i had i had an issue something like this on my mission so we had a there's a general authority he's like you know he wasn't an apostle he's called a 70 they come around and they give a speech and they give like this talk to the whole mission and everything like that but i remember this general authority he's not the prophet but he's like high up in the church right and all the missionaries are sitting there and he's speaking to us and i remember his wife stands up and i'm in the F- philippines third world fucking country these people go out and they work in the hot sun hot and humidity fucking hot right like humidity like 90 percent humidity all day long just to make enough pesos to pay for some like rice and fish to feed their kids at night right so i remember sitting in this meeting and they're speaking to us about how and they had been to church on a sunday and the wife was saying oh i just think it's so it's so shameful that these people they they come to church in their in their shorts and their flip-flops and like a t-shirt let me tell you how this works okay america sends their 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 shitty clothes to places like the philippines to help out the philippines is corrupt as fuck so they take their free clothes the government does that they got for free and then they sell it for a few pesos like the di does those of you know you know anyways so they sell these free clothes that they got to the filipinos and then that's what they get they get some old shitty american t-shirts and some shorts and they wear these flip-flops and uh that's what they have to wear that's their clothes and then they go to church in those clothes and so this general authority now here in the states of course when you go to church you should wear a shirt and tie and everything like that right and be respectable and dress nice so this general authority's wife is speaking about how shameful it is and everything like that and i i can only take so much Pretty soon you guys are going to know this about me. Like I can only take so much that I'm going to like speak my mind. So I stand up. I raise my hand. I stand up in the middle of this thing. And I'm like, these people work so hard just to feed their kids. They can't afford a shirt and tie. They can't afford slacks. We just want them to be at church. That's all. And my president is sitting behind me. And he's like pulling on my pant legs. Elder priest, sit down, sit down, sit down. And I'm like swatting his hand away, right? Because I don't take no shit from no one, <laughs> right? No, but for real, like I just found it so stupid. Like you should just be glad these people are here. But yeah. that wasn't enough for them. They need them in these third world c- country that they're, they're poor as shit, right? Like, all, like they're just glad of, they live in a bamboo hut. So this little office I'm in right now, is bigger than most of their homes and it's like more expensive than most of their homes because because it, it actually has like sheetrock and insulation and like this guitar right here is probably worth more than like their whole house costs i actually had a guitar in the philippines that i gave to one of my filipino friends 
and like he text he sent me a text like a couple year 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 years ago they had this big monsoon he was super sad because his guitar got like washed away it was nowhere near as nice as either of these two but over there it was like fucking gold to him right i paid yeah. like a certain amount of pesos for it i played it while i was there wasn't worth taking home I gave it to him. It made his fucking like life, right? You know? And then he was so sad because this monsoon came and like washed it away, right? Point B being, these people, they demanded something that these people just could not simply give, right? And it was super sad. So I, I stood up, I made a stink, and uh, yeah. I just wasn't like built for that, right? Like that's, yeah. that's just not a thing that makes sense to me in my mind. Well, the crazy thing is like when we went to church that day, I I realized all my meetings, like I counted how many times they mentioned Christ in those teachings. And I thought for being a Christian religion, like we really don't. And it's kind of crazy because you hear people say that the Mormon religion isn't Christian. And now I kind of weirdly understand why people say that. That's not the focus. That's for sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that they're not a Christian religion. I know, I know where their hearts are. I know they believe in Christ and everything. So that's not what I'm saying, but I understand the, where the members themselves. Yeah. But people in other churches. Yeah. They, focus differently on it. Yeah. They really like want you to follow the prophets and that's like, exactly what they teach and well because christ like if you follow christ christ hung out with christ didn't hang out with the righteous he hung out with the sinners but that's not what we were told we should do yeah well yeah so after that day like we came home and i was just like i counted i think what four or five times that christ's name was mentioned in the whole entire three hour block that we went to church and I never asserted that term block when it was three hours. Block is four. No. Mine was always three. No no no. I'm saying like a block is four co- co- oh. corners <laughs> is a square, right? But we call it a three hour Random block. Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Math. Doesn't really matter. Math. One plus one plus one plus one. Anyway, but throughout the whole meeting, um I, I counted like four or five times and it just made Whereas me Whereas that crazy non-denominational church with the fucking band and everything was yeah. like nonstop, right? Yeah. Christ. And so it was super interesting to me and it, and it brought me to a point where I was like, okay, like I understand that. Shri came home from church that day. Well, I had already like studied myself out of the religion before this point i just didn't want to accept it like i kept going back to brian i was like but we still need to take our kids to church we still need to do this and it was very hard well, we had for gotten to, to that point before separate. but we sort of agreed that we were going to sort of like fake it for our kids for a bit right yeah because we wanted them to have the principles because there are a lot of good principles but that, that was the day where you came home and you're like i'm done like i can't yeah. go back yeah, like that's where it was just painful to listen to them talk about people giving of themselves that they didn't even have to give. Yeah. And it was it was really hard because like I don't know, I expected it be to be different, but yeah, like we had already like mentally left the church. We just kept like doing it cuz we felt like it was probably good for our kids. It was to good keep for going. the kids, we thought. 
Yeah, but then once we realize, like, and we'll be able to share more of our experience in later episodes on what we went through, but we, Brandon and I, fought for, like, two and a half years about religion, and it was so hard. It was so hard. So I really do recommend people to make sure that your religious views are aligned aligned because it but makes ours it, but ours were and then they weren't yeah right? well that's what i'm saying though i think people add that stress to their relationships yeah. that maybe they don't need to but like in our situation in our scenario we were both aligned and then it, um when brandon he started learning some things and we'll go into it later time but it we seriously that was the first real hardship that we went through in our relationship and oh that was a first but well maybe second it was a big one for sure but that was the day though where Shri was like i'm done and i'm like fuck sweet awesome i'm so glad you're done too because that was like a turning point for us yeah now the funny thing was as i went to my elders quorum president he's the one that called me to be a teacher and i said okay i'm not gonna come back we're done and he called me to repentance acted like a little a-hole to be honest with you but i just sort of laughed at him because i'm like dude i'm already out like i've been out for months yeah maybe more than months i think people don't realize like when you study yourself out of the church it's like uh like you know like you know like you know well it's almost like a detox right like if you were on drugs or if you were an alcoholic like you have a detox period that you have to go through where you have to deprogram yourself and like you can't go back once you've gone there no like i mean in the church they think this is what they teach you. This is what they tell people. That if somebody leaves a church, it's just because they want, want to sin. They want to do things that are not right. They want to do things that are wrong. And so they leave the church to like justify that, right? But that's not the case most of the time. Especially that's, nowadays with all the information might, that's out there. It might be the case some of the time, but most of the time it's not. Like People study their way out. It took me three years yeah. To like decide where I stood with it all. I think that there's still people that do leave it for those reasons and there are there is a big Well amount. they're well they're like Mormon like Catholics or but that's what I, Catholic, that's right? what I'm like, getting to is yeah. like that's a lot healthier. Weirdly enough, that's a healthier <laughs> way to leave the religion yeah. than the way that we I, had to leave. I it. always used to when I was a kid I used to in envy Catholics because they could just go into a little box and they could do like I did this, this and that and then do this that like do the things and save five things and they're all like they're done they leave the box and they're cool right that's not how it was for us no it it took a lot and we still have trauma to this day like for me especially like it it's hard to be able to be completely separated from it and that was one of the conversations that we had bringing it back to kind of what we were talking about before and the values for our kids is because Brian and I had fought for pretty much three years, almost three years of our marriage over religion, we, I personally at least, never wanted my kids to ever go through something like that. Yeah. Oh. And so... Our kids are proud atheists. Now, I, I'm, they're I'm not. not saying, well, one of them <laughs> specifically is, I'm not saying that's how it has to be. I don't really, I don't care if you're atheist, you're agnostic, you're religious as long as you're kind right yeah that's the thing that our kids are we decided that we wanted i'm like i don't care 
I don't have any expectations for my kids. The only thing that I want to make sure that they are is kind of other people. I heard Gary, Gary, Gary V say one time that like, listen, I don't really care if my kids are successful like I am. I don't care if they do X, Y, or Z. The only thing I really give a shit about is if they're kind. And we have kind kids. Yeah. That or, was like my goal you know, in life. So and I think, I think that they're doing pretty good. So, it's not over yet. So, you know, not over kidding. yet. They're still young little turds. No. But they, they're rad. They amaze me. Yeah, and they're then, rad. You know what's kind of fun is to have conversations with your kids when they haven't been taught things that you were taught when you were young. Those are my favorite conversations. My kids are actually way more way more mature at their age than I was. Yeah, like I talk to like our kids about different religions all the time because I want them to understand... When they come in contact with somebody and they are a, they do have a religious belief system, I want them to understand where they're at so they can have the compassion. And, and we do tell our kids, even though we don't believe in religion itself, be respectful of others' religions, right? You yeah. know, like don't say things intentionally to like piss them off and upset them yeah and we kind of laugh and have fun with these conversations now because we're separated from that but we're not trying to like cause drama actually one of the things that i would love in this world is to create bridges for people to come together and even when you have a different understanding in religion than other people but the cool thing is is you can still raise great children outside of religion. And that was something that was hard to yeah. believe at the time when it we was, left. That was a mind-blowing experience for me. And I had a discussion about that tonight, actually, because of their date night pictures that I posted. <laughs> um, we can see things differently, and that's all right. You know, but we just see the benefits of having a sex positive relationship with sex instead of a sex negative because there's so many things that can affect you on a level that doesn't. You can need teach to your be. kids to understand that they have their own free will. They can say no when they want to, but they yes. can also say yes when they want to. Yes. And that's okay. And their bodies are not their bodies are not shameful, right? Yeah. Like that's a power that you don't learn in religion. Eighty degrees different than where we were raised, you know. This person that called me and talked to me said, like, Oh, you have two girls and and uh do you want them to think that boys are looking at them wanting to have sex with them? And I'm like Well, that's kind of the way it works anyways, right? So they need to have that understanding. They need to know how to like say no when they want to and say yes when they want to yeah. and that their bodies are okay and there's nothing shameful about the whole thing. Myself, like, Sheree's gorgeous. Other women are gorgeous. Like, bodies are beautiful. I look at it, maybe not exactly, but a lot the same way as when I see like a, like a Lamborghini driving down the road or something like that. The curves, the lines, all that stuff. Definitely a car guy, so it makes sense. The curves, the lines, all that stuff. Motorcycles too, I'm super interested in. Even like guitars, right? Like they're sexy. Like this is a girl's like shape of a body right here. Like it's just the way it goes. This is how is fucking built in us, right? 
we are attracted to these things, right? And there's nothing wrong with your body, right? And we're always going to be, at least I'm always going to be the guy that's supportive of somebody being like healthy, shapely, like fit, like sexy. We've been married 19 years. We both like work super hard to keep ourselves looking good for each other. As a result, our sex life is off the hook, right? I'm not going to pretend to our kids that their parents aren't in that their parents aren't interested in each other, right? Like maybe maybe they think it's weird now when they're young, but someday they'll be like, our parents had a dope sex life and that's cool, right? Like I don't well, know. Well, like, I think I think people it takes have it. different ideas of how it should be, and this is ours. Yeah. Well, I think that it takes it to a whole different level because I think that once you realize like once you know that your partner looks at you and thinks of you as being sexy or attractive or that they desire you, it creates a whole different level in your relationship. And who doesn't want to feel that? Who doesn't want to keep that in their relationship? It's very important. I've, I've already said this. Like, if I didn't feel like Sri was like genuinely attracted to me, it would like break my heart. Yeah. And I work hard for for, for, for that, right? I could easily be the dude that just sits on the couch and drinks beer and watches football all day long. Let my belly grow out to here, my arms shrink down to there, my shoulders shrink down to here. That's not what I want. I want my wife to look at me. You can still watch football and drink beer and be in good oh, shape. <laughs> I, I, still, I still do those things, but I also go to the gym every, every day, right? And I still also watch what I eat. 90% of the time. Maybe not 100. Yeah, I'm just 85% <laughs> yeah, of the time. I give him shit all the time. Oh, screw you. you. You you're into this thing where you're being super strict so you think I'm not that strict. But I do though. Maybe 75% of the time. Yeah. I watch what I eat and I work out hard. And uh I'm not the most ripped dude in the gym, but I think I look all right. And if I was somebody that I felt like my wife was not gen- gen- genuinely into, it would like make me sad. Yeah. I, I mean, think you would feel the same way. No, I just said that. That yeah. was my whole point yeah. is like you want to be desired by your totally, partner. T- totally. And that's okay. And I don't, and I think that's a good thing because if you want to be desired by your partner, then you're not going to go out and look for it for some, from someone else. And yeah. it, you're not going to have that to do with so and i will say this so the the feathers that were ruffled was me posting a picture of sheree but i actually would be honored if sheree would do the same thing like post pictures of me right like it wouldn't make me feel weird i would think it was awesome so well hey um willen was saying this keep it fun keep it sexy Keep it light. Life's good. The only thing we know in this life is that we have this life we have today. We don't know about tomorrow. We don't know about the next day. So live every day to your best. Fucking enjoy that shit. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your partner. And uh, do do your thing, you know? Yep. Love you guys. Peace out. See ya. See you next time.